Hey everybody, what's going on? It's your girl Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, welcome back to Down for the Count. So, this past Wednesday, the WWE released at least 30 plus superstars and creative talent from the company. That list has since grown to 53 people. We're going to talk about it. We have a lot to say and there are definitely some things you guys need to hear. So, without further ado, let's talk about Black Wednesday. So we're going to move into what we really need to be talking about. Sure. This past Wednesday, the WWE, the WWE started to a release purge. This probably was one of the most massive purges for the WWE I've ever seen in the wake of the coronavirus and not to mention WWE's already troubled cash flow problems, which I will get into in a minute. The WWE released over 30 superstars, creative talent, and producers from the company to try to offset their cash flow and put themselves back in the black. Now, you don't know anything about business. Business 101 is you always need to be in black. Whether your bank account says zero or $100,000, you need to stay in the black. Being in black keeps you sane. Being in red means no profit. Okay? Now, WWE has had some issues with their cash flow, their stocks. They're a publicly traded company which means they don't answer to Vince McMahon only. They answer to investors and a board. So they have to make money, whether it's a hundred million or a billion dollars, whatever the case, they have to make money. There needs to be return on investment. You all know that they have the Saudi show deal, which in itself is bleeding the WWE dry. It is not making them any money. It started cutting people Earlier last year, when they got rid of their co-COOs or CEOs, they got rid of them. That was the beginning. And I knew that this year they were going to be cutting people, but I didn't think, one, that the coronavirus was going to come about, and two, that they were going to be releasing over 30 people. Now, let's make things very clear. The superstars are the ones who got released Creative talent, creative talent encompasses everything. Producers, um, backstage help, um, writers, anything like that. They were furloughed. That means they're at a standstill. They're not fired, but they can't work either. And they're not getting paid. So when this happened, (laughs) first of all, it was, very, very shocking because it just came out of nowhere. It was very left field. And then when you saw some of the names on the list of people that were released, it was some people, some people were expected. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be 100% honest. Some people were expected. I actually expect them to be released a lot earlier than what they were. Others, I can't say that I expected them to. And then when you saw their messages on social media, it really broke your heart. So if you don't know who got released, I'll tell you. And then I'll let Alexis and Nicole have at it. So some of these names you're going to recognize and some of them you won't. In the in the releases of the superstars, creative talent and of course NXT people were included as well. We have A Steel, Aiden English, Alexander Jacek, Alyssa Marino, Andrea Listenberger, Billy Kidman, Cesar Bonin, Kurt, Kurt Hawkins, Deanna Perrazzo, Dorian Mack, Drake Maverick, EC3. Edgar Lopez, Epico, Eric Young, um, Fasel Curdy, Fit Finley, Heath Slater, Hussein Aldegal, I think that's how you say his name, Jerry Soto, Don Costo, Josiah Williams, Carl Anderson, Cassius Ono, Kendo Cashin, Kurt Angle, Lance Storm, Leo Rush, Luke Gallows, 
Marcos Gomez, Maria Canellis, Mars Wang, Mike Kyoto, Mike Canellis, Mike Rotunda, MJ Jenkins, Mohammed, because I can't say his last name, Nick, No Way Jose, Pat Buck, Primo, Rowan, Rusev, Sarah Logan, Sarah Stock, Serena Deeb, Shane Helms, Sean Davari, Taya, Tanara Conti, Tino Sabatelli, Rocky, and Zach Ryder. All these people were released and furloughed. Producers were furloughed, coaches were furloughed, and writers were furloughed. But WWE talent amongst NXT and the main roster were all released. Um, I'm going to say some of these were... Okay, first thing, here's all I want to say first. And then I'll get to the sentimental bullshit. I am so sick of already seeing this where people are like, oh, I was such a fan of Sarah Logan. Oh, I loved Heath Slater. Blah, blah. No, bitch, no, you didn't. You're like, no, you're only saying that now because they got released. And I feel, I feel so bad for, I mean, I mean, Rusev wanted Rusev wanted to be gone. He's been trying to get out of his contract for a while now. Um, I don't see Lana being too far behind because I don't know if she'll. I don't think she would stay without him. Um, it's it's very heartbreaking, especially. I mean, we know it's coming. WWE does this every year. It's. I mean, we joke about it, but it, it does happen. Um. My heart breaks for these people, and especially fucking Sarah. That was her final match getting squashed by um, Shayna. And then, you know, they really didn't do anything with her. And then you have Drake Maverick. He about damn near killed me when I watched his video because I managed to watch it. And, oh, my God, I was I was in fucking tears after it happened, like after I watched it. Um, Zack Ryder. He he's been there for fucking ever, fucking ever. Um, Heath Slater, same way. You know, I I liked Heath Slater. I liked him on the mic because I think he was a very I think he was an underrated talker. Like he could talk on the mic. Um, I know this is gonna sound stupid, but when he started the whole "I got kids" gimmick. Like, I actually felt that because as a parent you could, or anybody who who is raising a small child, whether you're the grandparents, aunt, uncle, cousin, big brother, big sister, anybody, like, you understand that. Like, he's trying to do everything he can to make sure his kids are, are okay. It's just very heartbreaking under these circumstances. And um, I, I see, I was all pissed in vinegar earlier this week. And now I'm just sad, if that makes sense. Cause, it does. I mean, like, some of these people, like, you don't think about how long they've been there. So you sit there and you think about it. You're like, man, Zach, Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, they were the fucking edgeheads. Like, that's how far back I remember. Yeah. You know, Heath Slater, I remember seeing him in FCW when he was Heath Miller. Like, I, you know, oh, shit. like, that's what, like, I'm just thinking about, like, all these people who've been there, and then, like, what was really heartbreaking to me was the people, especially, um, Deanna, like, all the NXT people getting released, and she wrote, like, you know, you work so hard to attain your dream, and then your dream gets taken away from you. I'm like, no, no, like, I'm just on the floor crying. And I just, I feel so bad for these wrestlers. And, you know, big shout out to Pro Wrestling Tees for getting their merch out. Um, I think I'm going to start buying shirts. I'm probably going to get Heath Slater's shirt. And Heath texted, or he tweeted something that made sense. He goes, buy, and I know because we were talking about how long it took people to get merchandise. He kind of, I don't know Mm -hmm. if he was running on emotion or whatever but he kind of tweeted like hey so since uh WWE or he said since I've only had one shirt in the 17 years that I worked for a company how about a brand new one from pro wrestling tees I was like Keith are you being shady 
Not like, really. You know, telling the fucking Because yeah. <laughs> I went online. And, and the thing that really hurts is because, like, I joked with these two that, you know, oh, huge clearance sale. But then I'm sitting here thinking, like, who's who's going to buy a fucking No Way Jose shirt? And the worst is, like, some of these people didn't even get a chance to get merch. Like, I looked up Sarah Logan to think maybe there's, like, a Riot Squad shirt or something I could get. Because, you know, she gets hopefully will get royalties from it. Not a damn thing popped up for. And I, I mean, like, Carl's and Gallo, you know, Gallo's and Anderson. I always get their names mixed up for some reason. Um, I don't know, man. I just... This fucking hurt. A lot. And I feel, like I said, I feel bad for the wrestlers. I feel bad for their families. And, um... I know this don't mean shit right now, but um, I really hope that they can recover and just come back stronger than ever and just know that you guys do have people out here who who do care about you and we want to see you again, whether it's wrestling again or producing or something. We, we want, well, not, but you know, wherever your career takes you, we, I hope you're happy. And that you're going to come back from this because you do have people who want to see you again. Well, Nicole? Um, I was really mad the day before. And then, like, I sat and thought about it. And then um, shout out to Jobber's te- Jobber Tears because they also kind of, like, put a lot of it into, into perspective, too, that I was already kind of thinking but I was too, I was looking at it too much, and I'm not. Um, so this is unfortunate. So you have to realize it's it's a business first and foremost. Um, mm-hmm. WWE is technically, if you want to be real, they're technically not even a wrestling company anymore. They are a business. If you want to be mm-hmm. completely hundred percent honest, mm-hmm. this coronavirus has fucked up. A lot of shit. On top of that, they had to completely shut down the XFL. Completely Mm -hmm. shut it down, file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So not only did they have to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, you know how Vince swore up and down to board members that WWE money was not tied into it? Mm -hmm. That was a lie. That was a lie. The second um, listed owner for the XFL is WWE. So they split it evenly. So they filed, was it $300 million Chapter 11? Yep. So let's Mm -hmm. say Vince personally is down $150 million and so is um, the company. And then on top of that, you have to think about all of the losses from all of the live events that have been canceled that stopped to now. Mm-hmm. You have to think about how access mm-hmm. where they make a lot of money in access. They had to completely refund everything. Mm-hmm. Which they make a lot of money off of. And also the other meet and greets that they do randomly throughout the year also have gotten canceled. So again, more loss. Mm-hmm. Then you think about mania in general which That's I don't know significant how much, loss. I don't I don't remember the technical loss but we'll we'll do a ballpark and say they lost at least 20 million. Yeah. At least at least. Okay. So, if you guys are keeping up, let's say on top of the 150,000, let's say WWE in general loses around between 200 to 300 million dollars is gone. Mm-hmm. Just a, as of now. See, and that's, on top that's making of that, sense. the investors mm-hmm. who and the board people who were lied to are suing. Yes. But, but that was there, also swept under the rug. Wasn't there a story since mm-hmm. um, Tiff mentioned that? It's a publicly traded company now. Wasn't there like firefighters or something like a firefighter union 
who was trying to yes. like do something about like the money going yeah. to the Saudi shows or something. Is like correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, you are correct. That did happen. That lawsuit is still in the works. They haven't settled it. Mm. So that's two songs. Okay. So let's go back. So we have two lawsuits. So on top of that, from what we understand, they have not been getting paid their full. In the, so you take into account to that the expensive travel it is to go over to that, to go over that far. Um, to go over that far. And then on top of that, the <sighs> superstars who participate in Saudi get extra money. Mm-hmm. More mm-hmm. profit loss. And also people don't mention before they did this, all of the board um a lot of the executives had pay cuts. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Which no one wants to Everybody. Everybody. Not just, ex- not just, you know, at McMahon's, everybody, everybody took one. Mm-hmm. Which they made them take pay cuts a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. To see if that would help. It didn't help. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It didn't. So, okay, we're going to get to the releases. So the people... Obviously, the individuals that are furloughed, which I'm happy for. Um, also, people need to realize they're not all going to go to AEW. Because oh, AEW does not have the money to pay for thank you 30-some people to just show up on the roster. Especially ex-WWE um, talent because they carry a certain price range once they leave the company. Yeah, we This is widely it. known. Hello. If we get time after this, I want to go in a little bit on that real quick, too. Like a five-minute rant, if we have time. Yeah, so people need to realize that. Um, and people are all like, well, New Japan is paying their people, and Ring of Honor, and Impact. Well, you have to think about Impact just got signed a TV deal, and they don't pay their Hello. people shit, so they can still afford to pay them. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Ring of Honor and also um, New Japan Pro Wrestling is a government sanctioned um, sport really? So yeah did not know that yes. so they probably got some government money mm-hmm. so that's why when people are like all oh, these people I'm like no because those are all and obviously I just gave those reasons so people should realize that also Mm-hmm. Not everyone should, can, or will go to AEW. The only person I can literally see going there right away is um, Zack Ryder. Because I can't see him wanting to go on the indies like that. I think he should, but I can't see him. Zach, Zach's wanting... getting up there, too. So, I mean, he's yeah, he's getting older. Go. I can't see him wanting to Just... travel. Yeah, travel like that. I don't, I don't think he's about that life. Um, I think he'd rather stay like stationary somewhere. And Cody's one of his best friends, so Cody's gonna get give him a job. Um, Carl and Good Brothers. I don't know why I can't think of um Gallows. Jesus, I. Yeah, Luke Gallows. Luke They're going to, yeah, they're, they're literally going to Japan as soon as the air, air travel. So, mm-hmm. and they can finish out their career there because they'll be more respected and get the due that they deserve. So, I'm actually okay. happy for them on that aspect. You imagine um, the pop when they do show back up in New Japan? Like, holy oh, it's going to be shit. insane. I think they should um, pop up on GOD. Oh. Oh, that'd be so good. Oh, that's gonna be so good. So, and then you have Leo. Leo's just just doing whatever. It's just Leo's being Leo. Um. So <laughs> I think he'll be fine because he. No, and I'm just saying next. I really like Leo Rush, but I think he, he has such like a hustler mentality. 
that I feel comfortable with him. I just feel okay. Because yeah. he's not... I feel like he can... You know, like, when you have, like, a bunch of kids, like, when you leave a bunch of kids at home, like, he's, like, the only one I trust yeah. to, like, take care of themselves. Like, that's how I feel about <laughs> Leo. Like, he's the one I trust to actually take care of himself. But he's going to be fine. Um, I think Sarah will probably get asked to come back. Um, I don't think, I think Deanna, I think they're going to let them go. I think all the NXP, NXT people need, they just need to let them go. Um, and also they low-key got a better end of the deal than the main roster people. Because also NXT talent gets paid for 30 days after the release. Mm-hmm. And they also are free to compete anywhere or go anywhere after that 30 days. When yeah. the main roster people have that no compete, 90 day no compete clause. I think that's mm-hmm. really fucked up. Yeah. So NXT Loki got the uh, better end of the stick. Um, especially the performance center. Um, I think I said this a couple of times. Um, they have hoarded way too much talent there. There's, I think before this, there was over 200 people signed to the company. It's yeah. way too much. That's a little overkill. It's way too much. So hopefully, I think, maybe hopefully Triple H will just learn his lesson about compl- like just completely gutting the indies and just taking them hostage just so he can say that he have them just for a situation like this, God forbid, happen again. So, quick question. I'm not trying to overstep you or speak over you. Um, was anybody in NXT UK released? No, because they got different no. contracts. They basically get paid when they show up. Okay. So, that's why you see a lot of them are quote-unquote rotated. Tiff loves this word, rotated out. Mm-hmm. Because Amen. they basically, so they basically take them when they don't have any indie bookings for the time being, and then once they have bookings, they just go about their business. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, okay. That really Alexis and Nicole aspect. So, yeah, Alexis and Nicole have said a lot and pretty much everything. Only thing I can say is, um. Yeah, some of the contracts you released WWE, I believe, were necessary. Now, I understand that, you know, in business, you have to make hard decisions, but the bottom line is your business still has to stay afloat because people still have to be able to answer to somebody. They had to answer to those investors, and this was all on Vince's head because he was doing some shady shit, as per he usually does, and now he even got himself into a mess that he has to try to dig himself out of. Let me tell y'all something. Your ass should have released Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, Goldberg, and The Undertaker. Their contract alone freed up almost $40 million. She said Brock. Gronk. All those and Kane. Kane. They paid a lot Brock of money for Kane too. and Furry. And Fury. Kane Velasquez, Tyson Fury. You paying them in upwards of tens of millions of dollars for one match? Wait, they're still signed? Yes. That's the wrong yes. still technically the 24-7 champion. That's what I said. I was like, honestly, if that was me, I'm sorry to overstep you, Tim. The no. first thing, I, once I realized that I would have to release people from their jobs, I would have texted or I would have emailed superstars and be like, if you are not happy and you want to go, I will grant you your release. You will obviously still have a 90 complete pause and we will pay out your whatever, but you, I have to really, we, we need to start doing releases and I'd rather release people who don't want to be here. So at least, I don't know, let's say he has five, five or 10 or something. Okay. They, let's look at how, Okay, let's look at the part the expensive part timers, and I use the word part timers very loosely. Rhonda, do you actually want to come back or do you want to have kids? Yes or no? Okay, you don't. Bye. You were done. Brock, um, same thing. What you want to do? Um, Fury, um, Kane, be like, 
No offense, but I'm just Hi. letting you guys know. Go right now. You haven't done enough that you are profitable for me. Once stuff starts looking good, you come back and we can talk again. But this is not the time. Gone. Um, yeah. Who else is there that they paid too much for? Um, Undertaker. Hey, okay, bro. this might be your last match, dude. Bye. Um, Cena. No offense. Yeah. Bye. It's another one. Bye. You got. Bye. You don't want to. Do you want this to be your last match? You cool? Okay. You know what? You don't want it to be. We'll see you in two years. But I'm not paying you. Um, no more. Same with Goldberg, because apparently the, this is was his last match anyway for a year or whatever. He can be done. I'm like, you know, what? we could completely be done. And that's what kind of made me mad, sort of. I was like, oh, same thing with Hogan. Hogan's still getting paid something. Um, so. Them this is what contract, them ambassador contracts. They could have released. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. but Rick Flair. Rick Flair got to go. Charlotte still works. Oh, She's oh, fine. Look, I ain't trying to. This hurts my. This hurts my spirit. Stone Cold too. Yeah. Yep. Stone Cold make money just showing up, and he make money off the podcast that he do for them. And so only look, pay, only pay him for the podcast. Yeah. They have the songs that he take does since he does contribute them. something. No one else does, though. No one I'm else that just, we named does. I'm just saying, y'all, you could have done this a totally different way, and what you should have done is told them and explained to the investors and told them the fucking truth. The WWE was invested in the XFL because we knew it could succeed. And they did. If the investors did it would have it would have succeeded if the coronavirus had not hit the way that it did. Now, the investors mad at you because you lied, not because you invested their money in that company, but because you lied to them about it. They didn't have the utmost confidence in the XFL, but the way they went about it and the way that they did it, it worked. I actually enjoyed watching the XFL. It gave you another season of football. The rule changes they had was cool. The way everything was set up was dope. It would have taken off had they had the time to be able to do it. But due to this pandemic, it got shut down. WWE ended up losing $300,000 just off of the XFL alone. Yep. That's a lot of money. TV yeah. deals, merchandise sales, all kind of shit down the drain, gone. And some of y'all are just being really ignorant about it. I'm not yeah. even trying to be funny, but some of y'all are just being truly ignorant. Y'all want to get mad because people are like, well, you could have cut the um the bigger guys. Well, how could you ever want somebody to lose their job? Let me tell you something. Brock Lesnar got his own private fucking jet. He not worried. He not same worried. thing, he same thing with under... All those people that we named are successful outside the business enough that they're fine. Or they've made enough money in the business that they are perfectly fine. Exactly. They're not hurting. They won't hurt because WWE tells them, look, we got to try to conserve our finances. And I warned a lot of people who had issues with this. I'm like, this is not the first time this type of shit has happened. WWE has had money issues before. And they're going to have money issues afterwards. They're going to have a 10-year strike where they have great business. As long as they keep their heads above water and start putting out content that works, they're going to make a lot of money. And they ain't going to have no cash flow problems. But this thing, this is not just about the coronavirus. This is a compiled problem. And, all and when you had that, plus this natural disaster bullshit, shit just ain't going to be perfect in roses. Now, not to mention, WWE had to cut some of their staff as well. They're not the only ones who got fired in terms of releases. They're not mentioning the employees who were cut from WWE headquarters. They were fired or furloughed, depending on what you did. So, and then you think about us normal folks, like people who working at the corner stores who had to shut down, restaurants, Regular old grocery stores that can't function because they're not big enough. They don't have the, the, the staff nor the money to stay open. You got 
stores like Joanne Fabrics, Hobby Lobby, these stores had to shut down due to the pandemic. Smaller stores had to shut down due to the pandemic. And some of us have to sit at home and wait for that check to come. And some of them checks ain't shipped out. Me. So it's not just WWE. It's not just them. It's a lot of people who struggling. It's a lot of people who own the out. But these people dream ain't gonna stop. They just gotta figure out another way to get it done. That's all. There's multiple ways for them to go into the wrestling world and be stars. They already got the footing. They already got the fans. They already got their name out there. People know who they are. All they gotta do is get to the right place. I can't say the same thing for Sally Sue who lived down the street and flipped pancakes for a living. Or like people like me or like Nicole, or like my husband, or like everybody, all of us. We all got shit we got to do. But you can't just sit and be so pissed off and be so mad because we all in this together. All of us are in quarantine. All of us are sitting at home. And at the end of the day, yeah, Vince, Triple H, a lot of them fucked up and did some dumb shit. That Saudi deal was stupid. You called it. Was we stupid. Called we call this, if you go back, because I went back and listened to the Saudi post or the Saudi podcast we did. I think it was you, Tiff. You said because the Saudi deal went so bad, this is going to come back and bite them in the ass. Just watch. I, I can't say that's a direct quote, but you said something along those lines, and look what happened. And it's because of how it went about it. How you went about it. And then you didn't correct yourself to make sure that you were not a part of this bullshit. And now the crown prince is sitting up there. He ain't got no egg on his face, but WWE do. Exactly. When we had that I just thought about you remember we had that report that um that Triple H was low key demoted, and we were like, this doesn't really sound like a demotion. And we're like, and now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, he probably was. Yes, he was. He was. That was real. Because that deal did not do what they thought it was going to do, and the investors are pissed about it because they have that it's draining money. You know where they could have You know where they could have done that deal at? India. And they could have had it in some fire venues in India. Mm-hmm. This is why wrestlers need a union. This is why I think any I think any I don't care if you're deemed essential, if you're the dude flipping burgers at McDonald's, if you're working at a blue collar job, I think everywhere <sighs> needs a union. Because if the wrestlers had a union right now, this shit probably it we don't know what the outcome would be, but wrestlers need a union, and I really want to punch Hulk Hogan in the face for fucking that up for everybody. But they didn't have to listen to Hulk Hogan. Hey, thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for people. Well, sometimes sometimes <laughs> anyway so make sure you guys stick with us at down for the count and we're going to continue on with our show no here's they what happened went outside and, and still did it no no vince okay here's what happened okay back in the 80s billy graham and i know we have mixed feelings about him but billy graham wanted to start a wrestler's union in the day well he wanted to start in the WWE and then he wanted to build it out to like the smaller territories. Like pretty much any wrestler could be protective under a union. And a lot of boys in the back were agreeing with it. Well, Hogan caught wind of it. And because people are like, Oh, union, such a bad word. He told Vince got Billy Graham in a shit ton of trouble and pretty much squashed any chances of a wrestling union ever being formed for WWE. 
Okay, here's why I say that 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 means that um Vince McMahon obviously felt like he had all power. He doesn't. Um if all those wrestlers band together and was like, fuck Hulk Hogan, you can't put on WrestleMania without all of us. Right? Right. If they did, they turn and went and said, hey, look, we trying to get this union popping and Vince is trying to block all of us, but if you bring your ass here and wrestle for him just because he fires all of us, if you bring your ass here and wrestle here, you're going to be stuck in the same position we in. If we all band together and do this, we could have a union and Vince will have to listen to us. Which is true. Mm-hmm. But nobody did that because of fear, number one. And number two, they allowed Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon to control the narrative. You're stronger in numbers is the simplest explanation. Vince That's- McMahon cannot replace everybody. You can't replace everybody. You cannot replace somebody like Seth Rollins. We give Seth Rollins his shit, but he's a staple in the WWE right now. So is Becky. If all of them fucking people in WWE right now banded together and was like, look, the way you did this shit was fucked up. I don't understand why your fuck-ups have to trickle down to us where we lose our jobs because you don't know how to do what the fuck you supposed to do. We're not putting up with this shit. We're going to protect ourselves. We're building a union. Well, you build a union, I'll just get somebody else to work for you. Not during no fucking pandemic, you can't. Okay, so if I refuse to work and everybody else refuse to work, you have no fucking show. You have nothing. This is the perfect time to do it. Right goddamn now. Because he already overloaded and he's scared. I put the Nate, I put the fucking knife right through his heart. Right goddamn it now. But you also got people who are just unwaveringly loyal to Vince McMahon. And I'm sorry, but that's just not smart. And that's not good business. If you're operating like you're a brand, say Nicole's a brand, and she's like, hey, I want to work. I'm working for Vince McMahon. He owns everything. I don't have no say-so in nothing. Oculus. No, that don't work. Fucked everything. Um, also, say this or I'm going to forget about it. We give Dolph Ziggler a lot of crap, but Dolph Ziggler and he didn't really want to come out and say it himself a lot of people kind of like were tweeting about it and letting people know Um, but he literally had a spree on pro wrestling tees a couple days ago and a lot Mm -hmm. of indie wrestlers are obviously like disproportionate right now he was buying like 10 and 20 of their shirts yeah. See, like, do shit like that and make me want to like you. Stop yeah, it. Like multiple multiple people. So, um, and also he was when he went out on on SmackDown, he wore a Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins shirt, which I always I always, I thought that was yeah. I was, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh. I kind of like how <laughs> I kind of like how punk rock that was, just like him. Just kind of like, what are you gonna do? Tell me to go home? Okay, bye. All right, I've been here yeah. forever. I pay me the rest of my contract. I got other shit I can do. He'd make a killing on the Indies too. Dude. Yeah, he would. He just does. Sometimes he do questionable shit. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's just yes, you need a union. Every other major sport has one. Basketball, football. How do you think those guys negotiate their fucking contracts? The Players Association is not going to tolerate no bullshit from the league. If the league had it their way, there would be no Players Association. And motherfuckers would be clamoring for everything. They don't do that now. Them dudes will stop playing basketball, and they make enough money to do that. So, if I was y'all, I'd be talking to everybody right now. Look, they don't cut people who been here. Mike Kyoto, Mike Kyoto been there since 1989. I was there's no there. fucking reason why he was fired. Why? 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 Why did he get fired? There's no explanation for that. None. You have no explanation. That's what he gets. Nicole, floor's yours because. Because I know Mike Chioda's release, like, really was the thing that pissed her off. Yeah, 
that made yeah that made me upset i'm still that's like the only one that i'm still kind of i can't did he was he furloughed or he was released okay so again i'm very mad about that um he has been there through so much he was and i watched literally i just watched which money in the bank i watched carmel was cashing the other day mike chioda was referee for that i watched bailey's mm-hmm. cash in he was a referee for that he was a referee for so many events and on um, wwe a few months ago did a profile of him on their channel and he basically mm-hmm. and it was basically like doing like going through like his career and I recommend people really watch that and I'm probably really sensitive to it because well I'm not a ref but I like went to school for it but whenever I actually start get a chance to start doing that so I think I was also kind of sensitive about that because I feel like a lot of them like really good refs are hard to find and he's just done so much like that's like when I think about like refs for the company, I think about him. It's the first person I think of. Like that's like when you think of commentary for the E, especially now, when you think of Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. He's just such a pillar. Yeah. And I was just I was very I was just very upset by that because I felt like he's done too much. And no offense to Jessica, I love her, I love her, and I'm so happy that we have a woman full time on roster, but honestly, they could have bumped her and moved her back to NXT or anybody. And I know a lot of these budget covers because these people were made a lot of money for their tier value, if you want to go by that. Mm-hmm. Because Mike's been there since 89. Let's say he probably at least makes ooh, what, 80? 80, 90? 100 probably? Mm-hmm. and at the same time they should that's what they should have done like like we've all been saying i they should have emailed everyone be like who wants to go okay you want to go yep. look at our financials um all executives already got their budget cups okay this still doesn't work we need to start letting go the part-time people that we pay too much for the reality is a lot of those people wanted to be released too. So like Carl Anderson and Gallows were looking to be released a little bit before that. Leo Rush was talking about being released. Um, it, it's not that they should have been, but I think that, and then Rusev was, was alluding to being released, but at the same time, I don't think Rusev was, trying to be released I think he was trying to get a better shake for himself and I I don't have a problem with that I think that he should get something and be able to take care of himself and his wife and his potential future family if he has one with Lana but I feel like y'all some of y'all just gotta chill the fuck out like I feel like y'all being mad about these releases and y'all weren't paying these people no attention when they was wrestling or when they were there you 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 want to have being your feelings and mad about sarah but i remember the first time anybody anytime anybody mentioned sarah niggas was not to be saying that everybody but niggas was not checking for her no way jose they didn't give a damn and some of y'all don't even know the name of the people on the nxt roster that was released Facts. you might or recognize know who they are Facts. I don't know who none of these people are, but I don't want to be mad in your feelings and be pissed off about shit. But last year when they was releasing people, I heard nothing. Also, nothing. Cassius Ono, I think that's another one that I'm, I'm very that was I was sad about. Cassius Ono got released. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man, no. he's gone. He got released. I'm, I'm just it, it seemed to me like Cassius was on his way to be released. They moved him from NXT to NXT UK, and they was kind of bouncing him back and forth. Like, they didn't know he what to do He wasn't, like, a re- releaser. He was, he's basically like a Brian Kendrick. Like, someone who's going to stay there and wrestle a little bit, but they mostly help behind the scenes and helping with, like, the training and, like, the match and, like, 
producing the matches together and stuff. Brian Kendrick, mm-hmm. like when people need to get like re like get their act together or like learn like something new or just kind of start working on stuff. Brian Kent, that's the first person they send people to is Brian Kendrick. And they started doing the same thing with the cash is Ono. What the hell happened to Brian Kendrick? Because, like, Jack Gallagher still keeps posting a picture of him, like, every day in his Instagram stories. Oh, they're, like, look, I think they're going to be, like, in a feud or something. Oh, okay. Um, But, But, um, yeah. But, yeah, no, he's, Brian Kendrick's fine. But um, that's kind of what they were using um, Cash's Ono for, but he was just doing it for the NXT roster. So they felt okay. like, okay, he's done what he can over at NXT. Let's send him over to NXT UK since that's a new brand and they could use the help. And so that's basically like his job. And he's like one of those people, like once he he's like done, he's just was just going to transition to a producer or a coach or whatever. Same thing with Brian Kendrick. Once he don't feel like wrestling anymore, he's just going to transition to the back fully. I think that's what they were going to do with Mercedes. When she gets done, she's going to become that um, that coach, that another veteran coach in there, in that locker room for NXT oh, yeah. girls. Yeah, that's that's 100% what she's, what she's there for. Because, uh-huh. again, she's at the tail end of her career. So, so I was just, I'm just, I'm tired of y'all hypocrisy is what I'm saying. I'm sick of yeah. it. Is it, is, is it messed up that they got released now? Yeah, but I'm at, <laughs> I'm content with understanding that this was going to happen one way or another. They purge that roster every fucking year. Every year they do this. It might be a small batch of superstars they release or a large batch, but they release superstars every year from the roster. Now, in my mind, I would have kept Drake Maverick and Leo Rush at all costs. I would have let Carlson Anderson go if that's what they wanted to do. The NXT people that was released, I don't see anything wrong with that because most of them were not on television. Um, They were probably still training in the performance center or possibly on the road for the house shows and, and that kind of stuff. Other than that, I mean, and Deanna Perrazzo, I think Deanna could have been something, but they needed to have time to build her and they just didn't. They could add these people back to, and that's something that people forget. Yes. WWE is trying to cut their, cut their money so that they can have more cash flow. They're trying to make their company look like it can be profitable, which is proven time and time again that it can be. However, I think they made a major mistake in who they cut and how many they cut. They should have cut the guys at the top first that were not full-time superstars, that are not needed to be on the roster at this time, especially if there's no storyline going for them. So everybody that we mentioned that's on the top of the totem pole, including legends and ambassadors, should have been cut first. Uh-huh. They should have been cut first. Those are the biggest contracts you have. And if you're dumping contracts that are unnecessary, I'm sorry, even though Brock Lesnar has a great business mind, he works great with the people in the back, helping them to get over and what have you. And they all say the same thing about him, which means to me, something, some of that shit must ring true if everybody's saying the same thing. Okay? Uh-huh. If that's the case. Brock Lesnar should have been had a conversation with Lesnar first. Look, we we love what you've done for the company. We appreciate it, but we got to be able to function after you. And if we and keep also, your contract, it's gonna sink us. Yeah, and also simple conversation. Um, and shame on Undertaker. This is why Bret Hart, but he don't like dealing with Vince. Um, if like Bret and like Macho, and especially Macho was still alive. He, um, they would have been on takers and them's asses be like, cut, cut your contract, let these younger guys get paid and stay. There is no reason. That's why also I was kind of upset about like those older, I don't put too much on Brock's because he's technically not, He's not a vet yet. Like, yeah, he's been in the game for a while, but he's not at the level of the vet status as, like, someone like a Cena who has so much pool or Undertaker 
or even like Stone Cold and Hogan, like them people, those should have been the people been like, look, I'll take a hit, cut, like, cut my stuff, because it's like, obviously they probably, they might have not have known ahead of time, but they, they knew that what was going on while this was happening. And I know yeah. if that was me, if I was one of them, I would have been like, I'm going to see what my pay cut can help someone. I just, um, and I think that's very selfish on all those old people, so fuck all them. Yeah, honestly. It's just a bad situation, man, and I just, you said it, Tiff, I'm tired of the hypocrisy. Like, if y'all are such big Keith Slater fans, my his fucking shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees. Help this guy make some money till he can Literally, go again. buy it. I'll send you the link. Yeah. I actually want to buy it because yeah. it's funny. Kurt Hawkins got some nice shirts on there. And you know what? Pro Which Wrestling WWE graphics team for their t-shirts sucks. Yeah. The designers suck. They got fucking... They got, you know, I've seen fan art online that are better fucking shirts than like what they've actually put together on, like, are y'all proud that you released this? Because if this was my shirt, I'd be pissed. Like, couldn't you done a little bit better? Now, I think that Domino's, I think superstars like the Usos and the, the Street Profits, I think they were very influential on what their merch should look like. But I think some people just give the WWE team, like, hey, I want you, we're giving you merch, and they're like, okay, whatever you want to do. I think Charlotte's one of them, because she got the ugliest merch for has over and, it's how so over and how much of a like a powerhouse she is she has the worst merch and she don't ever and she don't ever have new merch she don't even have that many t-shirts charlotte mm-hmm. maybe got like no. three or four t-shirts but meanwhile they got every trippy thing for the fucking new day coming out like every other day it seems like it's like how many new day got a thousand day, and four day. and a half t-shirts Okay, thank you. I'm not I don't blame them. That. I don't blame them either. Shit. I really don't. Ugh, I don't blame them. Make your money, boo Make your money. Charlotte, if you're listening, get better merch. My God, I want to get a shirt, but they're ugly, and I'm not spending 20 plus dollars on an ugly shirt. Facts. Why you can't know, you do what Becky did with like, money in the bank? You had... You was she had a whole quick king thing where she was sitting on that um throne. She had them two um the two belts. I'm like that would have been a fire shirt for Charlotte if she would have just had her like the same. I don't know. They should have made that um picture of Becky a shirt. I have no idea why that wasn't a shirt. Poor Kevin Owens has been silly. Ko likes his shirts though. I like KO shirts. He likes his merch. I don't know why, but because it's it's like him. It's nothing super flashy, and you know, just you know who it is when you. I love like the story behind that. It's so funny. Do you guys know about that? About what? Why it looks like it's duct tape? No. Okay. He was saying that when. He was at an indie show, and they were told him, hey, a WWE guy scout's here to see you. And he's, like, wearing, like, a a wrestling singlet. And he goes, I don't want to be the fat guy out there wrestling in a singlet. (laughs) He just – so he, like, ran to his car, and he's trying to find something, like, last minute. And he, um, he finds a shirt, like a black shirt and duct tape. And he made, like, he put his initials on the shirt and duct tape. And that's kind of why the oh, KO was cool. like duct tape. I'm like, I want to buy that. that fucking cool. I like just that. because of the story behind that, man. That is fucking rad. <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. And he, it was like duct tape or paint. And he just, like, painted something real quick. He's like, I want to be the fat guy wrestling in a singlet. I'm like, Kevin, don't say that. <laughs> Murder bear. Uh-huh. You know, he was only being truthful. I miss Ambrose's shirts. 
I really do. I love the the I have the Ambrose Asylum, but it's kind of cut. It's just I love the I want like I miss the small details in like WWE shirts, like the Ambrose Asylum one. If you look at the number, it's the day that Seth turned on the shield. So if you ever wondered what that number was, is when Seth turned on the shield when he hit Roman in the back. I was like, I never thought of that. Holy shit. <laughs> like, I miss that small detailing. Like, I like Ruby's shirt with the safety pins going on the back, but I'm like, you guys are getting a little better. Like, can you fucking try it a little bit harder? Like, come on. You're putting my face out there. I don't know. <sighs> but, um, yeah, people are fucking freaking out, man. I've had like six people I talked to say they canceled their WWE network. I'm like, why the fuck are you canceling it? So you're going to, you're going to punish the superstars that are still there for, for Vince's. Cause again, I said this for AEW and I'm going to say for WWE, I don't watch for Vince McMahon. I don't care about Vince McMahon. I care about the people who are there. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I, I, just, I, I couldn't hear anything. I was just, I'm there to watch the superstars. I'm there to watch the people who are putting on a show. I don't give a, I don't give two fine fucks about Vince McMahon. All that money he lost, that's nothing to him. But maybe I want to think maybe after all this, I mean, it's all said and done. And once this shit gets figured out, I think it's high time for I don't care if it's Stephanie, if it's Shane, if it's Linda or whoever. They need to tell Vince, you're done. You have fucked up this company. You've made some really shady business deals. And we, you know, like you can take, what is it, like in that business, like especially high-up ones, you can take a vote without the dude, my main person being there to get him out, or like uh, what's best for the company, Vince, is that you step down and have nothing to do with this company anymore, because you have you have royalty fucked us. And that's trying to be nice. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm pissed off. I don't know. I think it's just, it's just a lot. Um, I wish everyone the best. Um, not everyone's going to go to AEW. AEW isn't even paying everybody, so people also need to realize that. Um, but again, no one likes to mention that. Um, so the only people who are currently getting, in case people don't know, the only people who are currently getting paid by AEW are people who are actually working a match that day. Like, actually physically in a match, and salaried. Sit. That's what pissed me off when you told me that today. When so, like the guns who are well, Billy Guns, he's back. He's back in the house, like he's getting paid. Um, still, but just like in general, so so those those wrestlers they have chilling on the side, being spectators, are not getting paid. So people like Sunny Kiss. Um, Austin Gunn, um, Jimmy Havoc, who was there this past episode, MJF, Wardlow, um, Sean Spears has sat there, um, I don't know who else, but a decent amount of people have been in and out. That's why I would stay my butt at home. Um, so... Yeah, no. No. It's... That's what I think of the whole situation. Is that bad? No. The good thing about this, um, and again, like they mentioned this in Jobber Tears, like this whole downtime should be grind time for wrestlers, so they should be working out. Um, working on merch, working on their character, um, doing all sorts of things. So when they come back, they should be raring to go, hundred hundred and ten percent. Like 
chomping at the bit. Let's yeah. do this. Balls the walls, ready to go. Tear, tear it up. If you That's what, are not, when you come back, you should not be. You should not be doing this. In my opinion. A lot of wrestlers have actually been saying that, like, this is the time for us to like reinvent ourselves, to work out. If we're, um, I can't remember who it was. It was an indie guy. He's like, you know what? I'm pissed, but I'm doing what I need to be doing. My body, he goes, this is the first, he goes, I got 12 hours of sleep, and my body is thanking me. I was like, dude, when's the last time you got a full night of sleep? Because if you're, like, happy you slept 12 hours, you either just had surgery or you were really hurting. Like, yeah, that's that's an extreme amount of hours. I mean, I can't, if I can sleep, 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 it's, like, maybe 10, 10, mm. and that's pushing it. But this is besides the point. So it's just like this is it's literally going to be like a resur- like an indie resurgence, and it's going to be in the indies are going to be insane once everything is open back up. It's literally going to be insane, and that's why these indie people like y'all need to be ready because these release WWE people who are going to just stay on indies are going to come for your spot. So do work. Don't get don't get comfortable because and I think Nicole said this couple episodes ago. This isn't like an industry where there's like like five hundred people. Like that's considered a small industry. This has thousands, thousands, and more thousands probably gonna be coming in. So y'all need to step your shit up and get ready. Because yeah, you, you're hungry, but guess what? These new, this new class that's coming in, like new indie class, they're hungry too, and they don't want to sleep in their cars at night anymore. They want to sleep in a hotel room. I don't fucking blame them. I don't blame them. Like you, like it's you, it's wild because like I feel I and I at the same time I'm happy that the indie scene's gonna get the kick that it deserves and people will be paying attention to it to seriously support your local indie wrestlers um it just blows my mind and i'm really hoping that with all these ex wwe guys coming in and you know aw if they start laying people off excuse me you already know they don't they already don't get paid enough to do this shit i think like one time i was taught like it was some wrestler who's like yeah i think like one night i got paid 50 bucks and I was in a hardcore match. I'm like, motherfucker, you ain't paying me 50 bucks to get into a hardcore match. Like, hell no. You better, like, here's the rules. Here's the liquor I'm going to need afterwards. And I'm going to need a hotel room. Like, I ain't playing this shit. And, um, with Alexis. It's always liquor. <laughs> think about it. What? I mean, it's like, dude, I'm in quarantine. I should be drunk off my ass right now. The only reason I'm not is because I don't want to get my kids home. But, um... <laughs> No, it's just like Daniel Bryan even said it. Daniel Bryan even said it. He said he got paid a match. He's probably one of the best matches he had in the Indies. He only got paid like 175 bucks for it, and it wasn't he. And he he had to choose between paying paying a couple paying his bills, paying his bills and getting food, or splurging it all on a hotel room. And he ended up sleeping in his car because he had bills to pay and he had to eat. I was like, damn. Because you think 175 bucks, that's a lot of money. Not when you break it down and you're like, got to pay your phone bill, got to put gas in your car, got to pay your insurance. Like, it, they don't, I just hope they don't get swept under the rug for like, oh, ex-WWE guys, you're, you're shiny and new. Come here. Like, I really hope that doesn't happen to them. Really. Well... Anything else we need to talk about? Um, just that everyone needs to stop saying AEW is the fucking holy land. But that's just me. I agree. Like anything else, Nicole? No, I said my piece. Well, ladies and gents, that's all we got. Ain't got no more. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed 
this episode. It was a bit dark. It was a bit somber. But just out of respect for all of the wrestlers, we do wish them all the best of luck. And I think that every single one of them is going to be picked up by an indie promotion and become mega stars. And WWE is going to be begging on their knees to bring them back. So eventually, this will all work out in everyone's favor. You just got to wait on your blessings. All right. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You guys know what it is, but if you need a reminder, it's at down for the count 19 at Twitter and at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. Follow us, send us messages, tell us what you want us to hear, what you want us to talk about, what you want to hear, constructive criticism, or you can always send us a voice note right here on Anchor. My name is Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. And we'll see you guys next week.